Wake up on Metro FM And yeah, I think you can't touch this Nobody can It's Nicki Minaj with Super Freaky Girl Well, it debuted at the Billboard Hot 100 And it gave this iconic queen Her third number one hit overall yes. As a solo artist So yeah, it's doing pretty well <laughs> That's all I must say Yeah Yep, straight up Okay, it's 7.50. Let's get into Property Explained. And uh, Tim Akinusi joins us today to once again unpack the realities of the property world and uh, why you should get involved and what you need to know. Now, this week we'll be talking about the perception that banks avoid giving home loans to entrepreneurs. Tim, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mo and Kutso. Hi. And Owen. Good and morning. Zanele. Yo. Z- Zandile. Zandile. <laughs> yeah, Zandile. <laughs> Almost. Uh, Almost. Well, well, technically, he was talking about me, me because my second name is Zanet. Oh, so, is it? Oh, okay. Now he's saying, hi, Zandile. <laughs> yeah, all the names at the bottom of the alphabet, they all start to look the same. Yeah. <laughs> so that. Um, is there any merit to this perception that mm. banks avoid entrepreneurs? And why is there such a perception? Right. So I think first up, I'll say there is a lot of merit to it. To oh. be honest with you, yeah. uh, today I stand in solidarity. Mm with a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Um, but look, having said that, right, it's not without, you know, basis, you know, and I think the the sort of the reality is that when banks look at entrepreneurs, right, they have to consider the unpredictable, risky nature of their income, mm-hmm. uh, the multiple sources of the income and where it comes from, right? So as much as uh, I'd love to sit here and say, you know, that's not something that they have to contend with it's just the nature of it right um but let me just explain a little bit more right if you are a salaried employee right you you have a permanent contract your employers are meant to uh you know pay you there there's an obligation to pay you on a monthly basis mm. and your income can easily be verifiable because mm. they'll just call your employer to uh to verify that mm. but if you're self-employed and you have multiple income streams right um, and you today will earn one rand, and the next day you're making a hundred thousand. Mm. It's very difficult for a bank to be able to uh, simply call every one of your sources and to be able to get a gauge on that. So, what they have to do is that they have to then apply a rule that will give you give them a lot more time to be able to assess the average of your income, and that's where it stems from. Yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those funny things, you know. I've come from a corporate space where I had a fixed salary, et cetera. Mm, mm. And now as an entrepreneur, you know, applying for my next, you know, home loan for property, they were like, mm, we don't quite know you the same sure. way, Tim. You're an entrepreneur now. <laughs> sure. You're taking different risks. Sure. So we've got to assess yeah. your income differently, you 100%. know. And um, and that was what, what uh, you know, sort of happened um, or happens in the case of an entrepreneur. Mm. Now, how has mm. COVID impacted the bank's choosing to lend to entrepreneurs i think this was uh, this one is an important one yeah. because a lot of entrepreneurs are bouncing back absolutely you know? absolutely mm. so I'll, i actually want to say that it wasn't just entrepreneurs that yeah. were affected because mm. if you think about it also banks are are constantly evaluating how they're assessing risk right so they had to consider the fact that shutdowns have affected certain industries so if you're in the airline business it's affected you. Mm, if you were mm. in the entertainment business, it's affected you. So it wasn't just entrepreneurs, also salaried individuals had to take pay cuts. So, of course, they are constantly assessing that and saying, how do we manage the risk while still being able to lend? Sure. Right. Sure, so, sure. Um, 
Yeah, so it's really just about how banks are making smart decisions sure. to ensure that they are not um, overextending themselves or, uh, you know, getting caught up in a yeah. reckless lending situation. Okay, Tim, mm. there are a lot of entrepreneurs who <laughs> listen to this show. Um, <laughs> yes. So let's talk about how an entrepreneur can improve their chances of getting approved by right, the bank. Right, yeah. So if you think about it, uh, the good news is that banks actually, when they do lend to entrepreneurs, they actually go big. Right. So, oh, yeah. Why? So when I think because you, because of what I mentioned earlier. Right. So if you're a salaried employee, your earnings are capped. Mm. Right. Mm. So you can only get X amount of property. But if you are an entrepreneur and you have your papers in order, which, I'm, which is what I'm going to speak, speak about later, yeah. you have the ability to actually acquire a lot more property. So we are seeing from the applications that we are seeing in our space, entrepreneurs actually get you know, twice the amount of home loans uh, wow. in sizes than a salaried employee, right? I mean, we funded entrepreneurs or, uh, you know, help broker deals at as big as 10 million. Wow. And the pricing on that has been as low as 4.5%, you know? Sure. So you're talking about the ability to um, uh, basically get a lot more mm. out of a, uh, uh, a home loan application mm. as a, as a business owner mm. than if you were mm. salaried. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so as a, a freelancer and, and a, uh, uh, I guess, entrepreneur, how would you get your paperwork in order to capitalize on something like that? Mm. It's exactly just that, right? The silver bullet is that you need to be consistent about recording your income and expenses mm. on a monthly basis and then putting together a management account. Um, you need to do that on a monthly basis. Mm. And the nuance there is that Banks actually would require you to have two months, uh, not two months, two years worth of your financials in order. Okay. Right. And without those two years, right, that's where a lot of entrepreneurs get caught up I because see. they're not yet, you know, past that two year hurdle where they have made a, a certain level of consistent income. Sure. Mm -hmm. Or on the other hand, they just haven't kept any records yeah. for sure. the last two years. Sure. Right. And yeah. so it's then difficult for them to piece together yeah. the last two years income and expenses and then that's when this perception that the banks don't want to lend to entrepreneurs that's mm. when that perception grows right so mm. the silver bullet is really be consistent about how you keep your income and expenses mm -hmm. and you know give it a two-year period because like i said what banks use to mitigate the risk of the unpredictability is time mm. so they need more time to be able to assess whether or not to lend you the money sure 100% we're hanging mm -hmm. out as all things property explained with the CEO and co-founder of MortgageMarket.co.za. We've got a voice note here for you. Sure, boy. So in my case, uh, I would say for people looking to buy property, number one, that's a good thing because uh, you really don't want to be paying rent. And again, when you grow in business, you want to renovate. And when you renovate a property that belongs to someone, it only enhances value your property belonging to someone so hmm. i mean that's a that's a that's a fair point hmm. um i don't know what your take is that i think that's an entrepreneur who is just sending their comments on uh, i suppose the benefits sure. of um of getting a an approval when you're a business person hmm. or an entrepreneur hmm. yeah yeah often people want to take those those units they hmm. want to renovate it flip it hmm. but even when you do that when you do earn the income put it into one account and make sure that there's a consistent recordal of that over time. Mm. Yeah. Uh, would it help if you, let's say you, you, you are employed somewhere, but you also have maybe a business or two on the side mm. as an entrepreneur, and you're wearing both hats. 
Good you know, question. Uh, when, when you're approaching the bank, how, how then do you play it? Same way. You've got to make sure that uh, those added sort of income streams mm. are considered by you having a consistent recordal of that as well. Right. So then the bank would say, yes, you're salaried. Great. They'll assess the income that you earn from there. And then they would, I, I think maybe a, a better example, it would be if you own property and you're getting rental income, yeah. right? So you can then use that rental income to supplement with your application. And then they would take 60 to 70% of your rental income and consider that together with your application to ensure you get uh, you know, the size home loan you need. Brilliant. Paperwork yeah. in order. Two years of proof that something is coming in <laughs> and uh, you are well on your way. Tim, thank you so much for your time. If anybody wants to engage you, where do we find you? Please uh, hit us up uh, on uh, mortgagemarket.co.za. Uh, we help entrepreneurs you know, structure a lot of their finances to help them make applications to home loans or reach out to us on Instagram at mortgage.market. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you for your time. And uh, we'll be sure to check you out uh, a little later on. I see there have been a couple of tweets as well. I think what I'll do, Tim, um, I mean, you are on Twitter. Yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, we are. Yeah, what, what, what's your Twitter <laughs> handle? Because we're getting a lot of comments. So maybe we can just tag you in the questions that we're getting on Twitter. Fantastic. Yeah, mm. it's uh, mortgage market underscore SA. All right, brilliant yeah. stuff. Yeah. Tim Akinusi talking to us on Property Explained. And uh, yeah, you can check him out on social media. Coming up next, we have news.